Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Tim. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Amen. I am Latino. Any of my peoples here? Have some Latinos here? All right. In 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 Z and in the vowel, you know, any of my peoples here? Amen. Any any Martinez? You know, there's always a Martinez somewhere. Amen. I know my peoples, you know. Amen. It's good to be with you this morning. Amen. Aren't you glad you're not at Parkland Hospital this morning? Some of y'all are praying about it. I know. Aren't you glad that you're not at Methodist Central and ICU? Aren't you glad you're not at the waiting room at ICU? <laughs> Amen. So good to be with you guys. Amen. Look at, been looking forward to being with you guys. I traveled to the United States. I was in Kansas City last weekend, just having a great time in a church there. So I traveled constantly. I'm in and out of churches. You have a great worship band. I want to compliment your worship. Really good. Really good. I, 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 I travel, so I hear a lot of worship bands, and uh, I go, wow, y'all need a lot of practice. Uh, but good, good worship band. I appreciate that. Amen. And, and Tim and, and Lauren, they've been sweethearts. And friends, Pastor Randy and Tina have been my friends for over 45 years. I remember when they were single, saved and searching. Now they're just saved. Amen. But uh, we've been a friends for a number of years. Tommy Barnett said it so eloquently at a funeral. He said, uh, old friends are great friends. And so they're our great friends. We, uh, we uh, love the... the the Hewitt family, we love the, I'll call them the L team, you know. All their kids start with an L. So I'll call them the L team. I say, I'll tell Tina, hey, tell the L team. I said, hey. So she just laughed. She said, I never thought about it that way. They're, Y'all ready this morning? Amen. I am a U.S. missionary and been on the road for the last 27 years as an evangelist. And I just saw some needs in the church. Went to the National Office of the Assemblies of God and they said, hey. I said, hey, I see that. The Latino side is growing. I think we need some structures, some leadership, some church planners. So they approved me. So uh, I'm out there evangelically across the board, evangelical churches. The Latino side is growing. Uh, and how many knows that the mission field has come to the United States? And so I'm trying to facilitate some leadership, uh, trying to get some church planners, Latinos, and uh, see the growth. So the national office approved me and said, hey, yeah, go do it. So your church and Pastor Randy and, and, and your church has, are supporting us, and I appreciate that as we go out there on the road and just uh, see and help the local church. Amen? The local church needs help. So I just, I know, I'm not going to a sensitive country. I always get a kick out of that. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to the, the Middle East. I'm not going to Asia. I'm going to good old United States of America and just help in the local community. So that, and you can stop after, after service. We have some prayer cards. Just uh, a picture. My wife is better looking than I am. And so a prayer cards are there just to, to remind us to pray for us to lift us up in the name of the Lord. Amen. You guys ready this morning? Yeah, some of y'all. Now, let me, let me get you some house rules. You know, the house rules is, when I speak, you can say Amen. And I'm Pentecostal, so I've been around a lot of stuff, and you can't scare me. <laughs> I've been in an African-American church where the lady almost threw the shoe at me. She got so excited. 
John Maxwell says, if you cannot preach in an African-American church, you're not called to preach. True story. So you're ready this morning? Turn with me this morning in your Bibles. We're going to Mark chapter 15 this morning uh, as we read the word. Amen. So we had a, we had a good, good turnout this morning. The 9 o'clock service really responded this morning. So the 11 o'clock is going to respond really good this morning. Amen? Amen. Amen. We're going to talk about, <clears throat> about the Lord and, and what he's done. Mark chapter 15, verse 37, if you have your Bibles, I'm reading from the American Standard Version. And you can, the word of God is so good, isn't it? And always, and it's powerful. Uh, if you have your Bibles, how many is there? Mark 15, verse 37. Say amen. Some of y'all are praying about it. Margaret, where are we? Okay. Mark 15, verse 37. Could you stand in for the reading of the word this morning? And Jesus uttered a loud cry and breathed his last breath. Verse 38 this morning. And the veil of the temple was torn in two from the top to the bottom. Powerful. And when the centurion who was standing right in front of him saw the way he breathed his last breath, he said, truly this man was the son of God. Exclamation point. And there was also some women looking from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James, Les Jose's and Salome. And when he was in Galilee, they used to follow him and minister to him. And there were many other women who had come up with him to Jerusalem. This is the scene around Calvary. Listen, if you want to tweet, if you want to write this down, if you want to, we are Easter people. Listen to me. We're Easter people living in a Good Friday world. We are Easter people living in a Good Friday world. Turn with me to Hebrews, which if you have your Bibles or on the screen, Hebrews 10, verse 19. And the writer of Hebrews typifies and makes eloquency again on what has happened. He says, therefore, brethren, we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he inaugurated for us through the veil that is his flesh. And since we have a great, great priest over the house of God, Let's draw near with a sincere heart, fully assurance of faith, having our hearts assured of faith, having, having our hearts sprinkled clean from the evil consciousness of our bodies washed in the pure water. Can we say amen? And let's hold fast the confession. Let's hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he is promised is faithful. Let's consider, one, consider how to stimulate one another in love and good deeds. Verse 25, not forsaking our own assemblings together as the habit of some, but encouraging one another with all the more as you see the day drawing near. How many knows the day is drawing near? Amen. Evil is coming and showing its awful head because evil knows the day is drawing near. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Establishes in our heart, Father. May minister and bring strength and renewment, Father. 
In Christ's name we pray. Father, may the listener leave this morning changed. Not by me, but by the presence of the invisible God, Father. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Shake hands with somebody before you sit down. Amen. Shake hands. We are Easter people living in a good Friday world. Tweet it, think about it, but it is so true. So you have a situation, Jesus is dying on the cross, the centurion soldier sees Jesus. My question, where was the disciples? The centurion soldier is very important. As we read the scripture, as, as Mark has written to us, it's very important to know that the soldier did not stand to his left, did not stand to his right, did not stand behind Jesus on the cross of Calvary, but he stood in front of him. Listen to me this morning to give honor. For they have put a man here who is innocent. And then he utters the word, truly, this must be the Son of God. I believe the presence of the Lord was there. And it just rectifies, it moves within his spirit to say, truly, this must be the Son of God. Jesus utters it. He says his last breath. And before he says his last breath, he said, it is finished. It is finished. I'm done. No more. No mas. I'm done. And he echoes that from Calvary. He sends a word to you and I in 2022. It's finished. No longer should you have sacrifices. No longer am I requiring you to find an innocent lamb to sacrifice it on the day of Passover and for the, for the, the removal of, of the nation of Israel's sins. Thank you, Jesus. But thank you that the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ sends an echo to us today in 2022 that it's finished. Can you say amen? Amen. So there is that place that the chief priests had to go. And he had to offer the sacrifices for the sins of the nation of Israel. And there was a veil between us and the Lord. And there's that veil, but Jesus says, it's finished. There was two veils. There is the first veil and a second veil. And between the first and the second, there is where the priest would wash himself. And there's where the priest would adorn himself. He would wash, and then he would change again, make sure he was totally clean. And before he walked into the holies of holies, 
where the Ark of the Covenant was, where the presence of God was, he had to have his uniform. <laughs> I call it uniform. And if you study his, the priesthood of the Levitical priest, he had to have this, all these stones on here. Make sure there was an order, because if they're not in order, things could be quite difficult. Tradition says that there was a rope tied around. This not, I don't have any basic scripture, but the rope was tied around his ankle, and he would walk into the holies of holies. And if God did not receive the sacrifice, he would die. Great job, security. Amen? <laughs> hey, Bill, I, I don't hear the bells going in there. Who's going to pull them out? The sacrifice had to be done for the remission of the nation of Israel, not for everybody, just for the nation. And he is adorned, he has the uniform, he does what he needs to do, and he comes out and he changes again, and he washes himself, and then he walks out. He has to, he, he cleanses himself at least two or three times, and he does that ritual. What God said at Calvary, no more. He said, I don't want that. And how do you know that, Brother Rodriguez? Listen to me this morning before there was the resurrection. There was an earthquake. There was a veil that was broke between us and him. Can you say amen? And when Jesus said, it is finished, when Jesus said, it is finished, the veil came down. The veil was 80 feet high. Some commentaries said it was 80 feet high. Some commentary says it was adorned with gold and purple. And the, and the Lord said, I don't want that anymore. There was a double veil that they had to process themselves. And when Jesus says it is finished, he brought those two, God brought those two veils down. And can you imagine this morning, the Levitical priests, I know that he's, they're Levitical, I know they're Jewish, I'm Latino. I like to give it a little slant, you know. Listen to me this morning. I know maybe the, the, the Levitical priest was not Latino, but to me he might, might have been. And can you imagine he was getting ready to do the ceremony and the rituals, and those veils came down, and the priest went, I, yai, yai, yai. Sorry, folks, little Latino side there. He said, and can you imagine, he, the veil came down. And it says to us this morning, my friend, that he doesn't want a ritual with us. He wants a relationship with us. He doesn't want spiritual calisthenics. He just wants us to just come to him just as we are. Brother Rodriguez, what do you mean? What do you mean by, because of that? Because so many times we live on this side and we need to step over and say, Lord, here am I. I have nothing but to give to you as myself. The honesty that God always honors God honors honest, just being honest with him. But Brother Rodriguez, I might s scare God. Let me tell you, before you were born, you heard stories before you were there. 
So we find that 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 thing came down. See, there was requirements for the sacrifice. The the sacrifice, either a lamb or a goat, the goat sometimes was let go, it was called the the escape goat, for the grace and the mercy, and then they would sacrifice the goat or the lamb they kept, and then they would offer the sacrifice, and then the blood had to be pure, no blemish. The blood had to not coagulate. The blood had to be fresh. In other words, he had to do the sacrifice quickly. And this morning, did you bring your amen buttons this morning? Did, nobody left them at home, did you? I know it's a memorial weekend, I know. I'm Brother Rodriguez, I left at home. Margaret, did you bring my amen button? You ready? I thank the Lord today that the blood is still fresh. I thank, the, thank God this morning that the blood has not coagulated. I thank God the blood still flows in 2022 this morning. Brother Rodriguez, how do I know that? That the blood still is fresh today. Because the God and the Jesus that I serve still saves a broken world. Still saves individuals from the cross. The blood still penetrates prison walls in the United States today and takes an individual and touches their life in prison. The blood is powerful today, Brother Rodriguez. The blood is still powerful today, Life Community Center. The blood is still powerful. Why, Why, Brother Rodriguez? Because he still saves. He can still heal us. He can still redeem us. We can call those things that, we can call those things in darkness to come back into light because of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and the supreme sacrifice that was given for mankind. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. And, 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 and then that veil has come down. The veil says, you know what? I don't want your rituals. I don't want your stuff. I don't want your incense. I want you. I want you. Well, Brother Rodriguez, I don't know. Can he handle me? Oh, let me tell you, God can handle you. Because Jeremiah 29, 11 says, if he formed you, he's made you. Mom and dad made him, got together. But before mom and dad got together, I formed you. Amen. So we find out, we find out that the veil has been down. We find out that the veil is down. And, and why, Brother Rodriguez, do you talk about this? I've been talking about this and talking about this. Well, something dear close to my heart. How many grandparents we have in the house this morning? Got any grandparents? Got a bunch of Disneyland people here, man. Why, Brother Rodriguez? When your grandkids come over, right? It's Disneyland. It's room service. Amen? We have two grandkids. They are uh, 12 and 8. Our, our granddaughter is 12 and, and my grandson is 8. He, he, I'm sorry. I told my son-in-law, yeah, he, you know, I told my son-in-law that grandson sure looks like me. And... My grand and my son-in-law just rolls his eyes. But when your grandson has the same cowlick that you have, it's kind of tough. Yes, he has the same cowlick. So he's dear to my heart. He's a lot of fun. Life is good. He's eight years old. 
and he meets a friend of name, Max. Max at school. Max is at school, and he wants to play with Max after school. Well, Max's parents don't know my kids, my daughter and son-in-law, and Charlie. Grandson's name is Charlie. And Charlie wants to play with Max. Well, the parents do not know each other, so Max's parents invites my, my daughter and son-in-law over to their house. And uh, they get to meet and stuff. And come to find out, uh, Max's family is Mormon. I live in a uh, heavy Mormon area. I live in Spring, Texas, just outside of North Houston. The temple is seven minutes away from me. There is three wards. They're called church. We call them churches. They're called wards. The wards do not do the baptisms or the sealed marriages. And so there's, there's three of them. I mean, I, you with me? I count. One. Hey, some of us count different things, look at different things. I, I, look, I, go, I look at churches. That's my life. So I know that there is a lot of Mormons there. I know there's a temple there. And so Max's family is Mormon. And so it drives my daughter to find a book and researching about Mormon churches called, it's called Unveiling Grace. Unveiling Grace, Judith Wilder, did I get it right? No, Lynn Wilder, excuse me. Lynn Wilder wrote the book. It's a 300-page book. If you like to read, I read it in two days. Boom. My daughter read it. Gave it to me. He said, Dad, you need to read this book. So I read it in two days. Man, it just, just really tore me up. And so this is the story about Lynn and her family. They have a son named Micah. And Micah, you have to do two years mission work to be a Mormon missionary. So you do two years. So he was, just, he was sent by the prophet to Orlando, Florida. He's out there doing mission work for the Mormon church. And he runs across a Pentecostal preacher. Dun, 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 dun. Uh-oh. Michael runs across uh, Pentecostal preacher. He says, young man, read the New Testament. They don't read the New Testament. Read the New Testament. If it doesn't change your life, it's a, it's a fable. It's a fraud. It's a fairy tale story. Guess what happened? Michael read the book, read the New Testament, and got saved. Got saved. Got saved. And uh, he try, they try to excommunicate. They try to deprogram and flew back to Salt Lake City. If you go to a temple, there's a database at the entrance of, the, of a temple, and your name has to be on the database to get into the temple. My name is not there, but my name is in the Lamb's Book of Life, and that's what's important. Amen? <laughs> Amen? So that's what's important. So... Because you got to do two years to get your name in the temple. It's a pecking order, da-da-da, and two years. And so he, Micah, he says, no, I, I love the Lord. I love the Lord. So he witnesses to his family. His mother, I failed to tell the, the first service, but his mother is a professor at BYU, Brigham Young University, which is a Mormon school. And, it, and if you ever see a Y in the, it's, it's just a Y with a blue circle, that's that's Brigham Young. It's called Y. And so she's a professor there. So Michael shares his faith with his family. They start reading the New Testament. I'm making it real quick. They start reading the New Testament. Guess what happens? They get saved. And they have to leave the Mormon church. And they have to, you know, they're struggling. They struggle. They struggle. They struggle. They struggle. And they don't know what to do. So the father, who's a bishop in the Mormon church, goes into the temple. 
goes into the temple. And there's a veil. There's veils in the temple. Not in the wards, in the temple. And it's celestial. It's celestial prayer rooms in a temple. And there, there are veils there. He gets behind there. I, it just tears me up because I, as, as I read it, he gets behind there and he asks the Lord, is this true? Is this what it's all about? He's in a temple. He's not in a, in a evangelical Pentecostal church. He's in a temple and the Holy Spirit taps him on the shoulder. And he whispers into his ears in the book. And he says to him, this is not of me. And the veil came down and he walks out of the temple never to be a Mormon again. My, my friend, today I've got some good news. Truth penetrates false religion. Truth will vindicate. Ooh, y'all read, y'all, you can't preach in an African church, you can't preach at all. Let me tell you, folks, that just, you know, God will always vindicate himself by the truth of who he is. He, he, you with me? He will vindicate himself and he'll say, this is not a me or this is a me. But he will vindicate us and say, my integrity is greater than that falsehood. And my friend this morning, I am so glad that the veil is down. I'm so glad at 2022 at Life Community Church, we can say, thank you, Lord, for you do not want a ritual, a ritual from me, but you want a relationship from me. So here we have a situation. I know you're, I know you're a believer. I know that you love the Lord. I know that you have it together. <laughs> you have your ducks in the row. Can I use that southern term this morning, amen? You have your ducks in the row. And the Lord has dropped the veil. And so many of us this morning, we live on one side of the veil. And we don't cross the veil to say, Lord, here's my stuff. Because here, here's the problem. I don't know the club scene, but I know the church scene. And here's the problem. So many of us live with the stuff. So many of us live with our frustrations and our stuff. We might be working with the devil's brother-in-law. Can I get a witness this morning? We might be working with the devil's family. And we might be in a situations and relationships and employment that are not, it's not working right, and we never give it to the Lord. And it's a rinse cycle. How many's got a washer and a dryer at home? Anybody? Everybody? Men, I pray for men because we try. We try. <laughs> but in a washer, there's that rinse cycle that goes around and round and round and we live on one side of the veil 
and we're frustrated, situations, you're a believer, but we never walk across the veil and seek his peace about the matter. And we handle our stuff. You with me? We handle our stuff. When the Lord says, I, I already dropped the veil for you to just come up to me and give it to me. And the problem is that rinse cycle that a lot of believers are in, that there is no spiritual growth in your life. Here's the reason there's no spiritual growth. You haven't given that specific item to the Lord. And if you want to go around the mountain and keep going around the mountain and never get away from the mountain, if you want to go you know, be in a holding pattern and in a holding pattern at DFW, at Love Field, and never land the plane, you're going to stay there until God says, hey, it's time to go across here. It's time to go across here. And give it to me. And, and, and we have spiritual veils in our spiritual life. And we say, no, I, I, God, I'll, I'll take care of it. Uh, first year, Troy Aikman was in the NFL. <laughs> Fifteen interceptions. Because he forced the ball and didn't wait for the timing. And a lot of believers throw a lot of interceptions without saying, Lord, I give it to you. And this morning, we need to give it to the Lord. Because there's the veil. We never, we, we live on this side and we do not understand the peace that passes all understanding. I have to cross the veil. Listen to me this morning. The tragedy in Uvalde, Texas. I have to cross the veil and say, Lord, Listen to me, church. This is, this is solid food. This is not baby food. I have to cross the veil and say, Lord, all things work together. And, and, and I cannot, I cannot understand some things until I, until I cross and say, Lord, all things work together. Help me, Lord. Help me. Help me, Lord. Because Romans 8 and 28, I have a problem with that word good. It's only when I cross the veil that I say, Lord, you're good. I've lost friends to cancer. I've lost loved ones in accidents. I have to cross the veil. I say, Lord, help me understand. Holy Spirit, listen to me. The Holy Spirit is on the other side here. Helping me to cope with that issue that I'm trying to deal with. And this morning, 
this morning. We're just going to give it to God. On a memorial weekend, on a memorial weekend this morning, I come to do the kingdom's work this morning. I'm asking you to give it to God this morning. I'm asking you to give it. it I don't need to know, you know. God knows. If you want to give a family friend, uh, uh, if this morning you want to give an individual this morning to God and say, God, I'm dealing with this individual. I'm dealing with unforgiveness in my heart. I'm dealing with the issues, Lord, that I cannot understand on this matter. But this morning you'll say, you know, Brother Rodriguez, I'm going to give it to God. I need to cross that veil. I need to go over this stuff and give it to him. Let's pray. Father, thank you this morning. God, with a heavy heart, Lord, we move to that good in our life, Father. Holy Spirit, move us from one side of that veil to the other side. And the other side. And the other side. In Christ's name we pray. Brother Rodriguez, I'm, I'm crossing over the veil this morning with my stuff <laughs> and say, Lord, here am I. As, as the worship team sings across this audience, I, I don't need to know your stuff. You with me? God knows your stuff. But across this audience, you'll say, Brother Rodriguez, I'm giving my stuff to the Lord. I, 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 got, I got this issue I got to deal with, I've been dealing with. I've been in the rent cycle of my life, and I just need to cross over the veil. Would you stand across this audience as the worship team sings this morning? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. take another step in other words you're just saying you know what there's a point of contact that I'm going to give it to God I'm going to roll a weekend you that are standing as she sings one more time I want you to come forward and just touch the stage brother Rodriguez what do you mean touch the stage just a point of contact and say God it's here I leave it here I leave it here I leave it here. Everybody in this room has been done wrong. I've been done wrong. I got to come to the Lord and say, Lord, help me. Help me. Help me, Lord. I can't.
cannot do this all by myself. I need to give it to you. As she sings this morning, would you come? And just touch this stage as, as a point of contact of saying, you know what? I give it to you, Lord. I give it to you, Lord, this morning as she sings. Hallelujah. Lord, we give it to you. Thank you, thank you. Jesus, we thank you for the truth that the veil is torn, the veil is gone. The separation, we don't have to worry about our approach to you, God. We can just bring it to you, whatever it is. We can trust you with it. Thank God, you. we don't even have to know any of the answers, Lord. You just, you're going to give us that peace that surpasses understanding. Amen. We love you. We thank you that your promises are still true today. That you're readily available for us and you want to give us your peace, God. And so, Lord, we want to walk in your peace. We want to walk giving everything over to you, Lord. We want to land the plane. We don't want to throw any interceptions, God. We want to just give it to you. You're our answer when we don't have any answers. We love you. God, I just ask that as we, we laid things down today, as we, as we turned them over to you, God, that, that physical expression of touching the stage, God, that we would be reminded because those things come back. In a couple days, we might have to give it back over to you, Lord, and I just ask you would help us to remember that. That you're there and you're ready to receive us. You're ready to help in our time of need. You're always there and we can lay it back down again. God, we just thank you for your truth. We thank you for what you've done on the cross, that the veil is gone. There's no separation, that we are yours. We are your children, and you love us. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, awesome. Thank you, Virgil. That was a blessing. Thank you so much. Thank you for that word. It was great. Well... You guys have an awesome Memorial Day weekend. Take some time to, to think about and remember those who've laid down their lives so that we can enjoy a great holiday and a weekend. It's, just, it's a blessing to be a part of a country that, um, that's free. And it's because people laid their lives down. It's an amazing thing. We get to worship in freedom, right? We get to share our faith without persecution. So... Anyways, think of them, think of the families who have given everything so we can enjoy a holiday like this. 
and have a great week. We love you. And Randy and Tina will be back. So when they come back next week, let's just give them a hard time and tell them about how much we miss them and just, you know, so they'll never, ever leave us again. All right? All right. I love you guys. Have a great week.